is beautiful. Now, that's got to be the understatement of the century. Oh, those windows, the flooring. Imagine waking up to this view every day. Oh, I've always wanted a view. Can we do Le Grand Tour? Oh, yes, please. Follow me. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We recap recent episodes, well, sort of recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours. In the year 2022, when it all went south. Yeah. Remember at the start of the year where we were using the Taylor Swift song? And like, it looked like 2022 might be okay. Oh, we were just little lambs. We didn't know. We didn't sure. know. But people behind the scenes would have known that yeah. something was a brewing. I mean, I think that, um, what's uh, Madame Zolga? Zolga, yeah. Yeah, she would have known. Oh, maybe there was something in those cards like if we'd looked carefully at those spreads that she did. I mean, look, there is there is forecasters out there that would have known this was happening. If they just consulted the Oracle. I'm Vaya. I have a lot of difficulty suspending disbelief. I did used to get quite a few readings when I used to work at a fairy shop in my first job. Did you? Do you know why I went and got a reading on the morning of Black Saturday? No. And I've never been able to believe since because I thought, well, they should have told me. It was a severe bushfire tragedy day for context. And I feel like that oracle should have warned me. I bet, CJ, it's all in the interpretation. It's all about how you look at the cards and oh. if they're upside down. Like maybe if you looked at them from another angle. Oh, so it's my fault. I should have. <laughs> yeah. I have CJ, the hot mess mum, Catherine Jones. Hello. Hello, everybody. Although you say you're the hot mess mum, but... Look, baby Lou, he's just – I'm looking at his violin case off to the corner there. He is just flying high. His teacher says he might be able to join an ensemble soon. <laughs> I had to Look, say that word in my head a few times over before saying if it. This was, if he was a neighbour's kid, next week he'd be on the fast track to uh, like the Juilliard school or something. Oh, my God, what an exciting journey I will be going on. <laughs> it's going to be a matter of weeks. Oh, it would be wonderful. If we, if we learnt something. I've taken to cleaning in my stress. Which is a weird pivot. Mm. General stress or neighbour stress or both? Oh, both. Yeah. 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 So you and I have both watched a considerable amount of episodes in a short amount of time. I would say a medically unsound amount of episodes of Neighbours yep. in a row. You know what's good though? Mm. There are some terribly boring storylines <laughs> going on. <laughs> look, and it's, look, it is sacrilegious to say that in a year where every moment is precious. Oh my God, so much. And you don't want to miss, like... If ever I come back for an ad break and I'm fast-forwarding too quickly and I'm like, quicker better turn it back and sometimes I can't be bothered. I'm like, oh, but, you know, but what if I out missed out on one crucial Leo line that I'll never get again, you know? Look, Leo lines aside, you should you should get all of them in. <laughs> I'm so glad he's back. It is quite nice. Like, yeah. I thought it was just going to be a little guest stint oh, and now yeah. here he is. It was good. It was like he got stuck here in lockdown and couldn't leave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Um, but... There is a lot of like Freya backstories going on that I don't need to Boy. know. In ordinary situ- circumstances, mm. I would be happily happy to peel back the layers of the Freya onion mm. because this, she's a complex lass. Yeah, and look, I've seen a lot of people say like the actress is amazing. She's doing a great job. 
So, like, when I say I don't want to know about Freya, it's got nothing to do with the actress. Oh, no, yeah, she's, like, nailing it. I'm intrigued in relation to the acting. She does this – she snaps in and out of a facade. Yep. Really quickly. Right. Like when she was flirting with Levi and then she was like spying and, you know, she could snap back and forth between chatting him up and then being underhanded. And now she was – I've noticed she's been doing it in the storylines I've watched lately where she's sugary sweet but then like telling David to pull his head in. and Like she can snap back and forth and then she does this fake smile. And, oh, hi. Like it's int- – I just think it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's not like sociopathic but there's just a, a strange – quality to Freya that intrigues me that if I had the time which we don't I'd like to delve into we don't have the time and then like look I want more silly Carl and Susan hijinks right yeah those kind of you know the ceramic pig hijinks I'm for them do you know my favorite ceramic pig of the um I feel like I watched about 1100 episodes on Wednesday like two days ago Mm -hmm. I put the show on when my son was napping and CJ's like, oh, okay, I'm up to May 9. I'm like, sure, that's great. That shouldn't be a problem. I turned on my TV, whatever it's called, set-top box thingy, and I was up to the middle of April. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was where I started because <laughs> I had dropped off on my son's birthday, which was April yeah, 16th. Oh, God. And I listened to the last pod yeah. without having seen – the episodes in which – but it was still good. Thanks. So I can vouch for you don't need to see the Great. episodes to watch the pod, to listen to the pod. But um, it just – you know what it is? As a child of a nurse, as an adult child yeah. of a nurse, nurses have like an extra 20% of personality. Right. Okay. And so I feel like Freya, without her, you know, ex-boyfriend dramas with, with him – She's got like an extra 20% in which she can flex either way. You're absolutely right. Yes, she can jack it up a notch when yeah. she needs to. Yeah, yeah, because they have to do things. Yeah, and she has to put on that brave face in the in the face of trauma. Yeah. Which for once, one on one day, she let it down and yeah. – well, she was brave in that moment, I think. Anyway, we'll get to – the point is we watched a medically unsound amount of episodes in a row. We got to the grand exit of Coxie. Yeah. And that's the point upper to which we will discuss – and I want to point out here that Vaya wanted to stop <laughs> and I said no. Because there was a scene where Roxy was in tears and baby yeah. Dr. Carl. So I watched it. He had woken up from his nap and I was still like hours to go. And yeah. I'm like, we are watching this for the rest of the day, my kid. And so he was, you know, singing along to the neighbor's theme song, having a great time. And then Roxy was crying and he just, he looked up and went, sad baby, sad mm. baby. And you were like, no baby. And I was like, um... We're going to watch play school for a bit. Yeah. At some points with Neighbours. See, Angus was like baby Carl's age when Sonia died. Oh, no. Right? So, like, I get it. Like, oh, it is no. traumatic sometimes to watch Neighbours in front of your child. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what? particularly child of your child's age. Speaking of Sonia, there were some hilarious final episode theories floating around our <laughs> private chats at the moment. Yeah. They are very funny. Was it you that came up with the Sonia one? Yeah. Mm, Brett Bowman helped. Fra- he friend he of the started pod. it off. Friend of the then, pod, yeah. Yeah, and then I stirred it a bit. Yeah, so he put the crock pot on. <laughs> so there is a, whatever, a teaser snippet that Neighbours has put out on the socials and I guess on television, <laughs> if people still watch yeah. the regular tube, talking about that someone's going to die. For the final, 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 final. Yeah, apparently they're going to kill someone. I haven't watched this because I just just wanted to not absorb that at that moment. Fair enough. Well, I will tell you, the person that dies has a gold coffin. 
holy shit, like Carl Williams. Yep. Um, gang, gangland member. Yep. There's people crying. The pallbearers and the people crying at the thing, we don't know, but one of them looks like Ali. But there's a lot of people saying it's not Ali, it's just a ruse. A gold fucking coffin. Well, they're going to do the same thing they did with um, Britney's death and just put a lot of red herrings in there. People are saying that, but also this is the last episode of oh Neighbours. My they God. don't have to do that. They can kill Paul. Like that is my fear. Wow. Wow. So, Brett Bowman, I'm sorry if you, you would like to, to keep this private, Brett. Nah, Brett, um, Brett's all about it. He is for Paul dying. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, but he thinks that it will be a fake death. He sprung it on you in a chat thread and I was like, Brett, you need to come in with a content warning, okay, mate? You can't just be like, Paul's going to die. CJ is like going about her business, you know. As I said when I made my public statement on Instagram when Neighbours got cancelled, is <laughs> – Neighbours is there for you when you have terrible situations yeah. going on in your life. It's there when you have good situations. It's there. And it's not going to be there for yeah. us anymore. But I don't need any of the patriarchs of Neighbours dying no. this year. No. I don't need any deaths. No. None. But I need none. Wait, no, Gary the Pigeon could get stuck in a jet engine and that'd be fine. But oh, I wondered if they maybe shoved him in the back of the car with <laughs> Donald and that seems like a good idea. Um, by the way... He's running for the Senate. I can't. He came. He was junk mail in my letterbox this week. My son every day toddles down to the letterbox. Mail, mail. Let's check the mail. Yay! It's a pizza voucher. Cool. Cool. Great excursion. Do they have GF? No, no. no. We'll throw it out then. Yeah. <laughs> Opens the letterbox. Gaz cans mug. Is looking back at me. At, I mean, at that point, you would have preferred a pigeon, right? Yeah. Yeah. A dead pigeon. That's an interesting pivot. Because doesn't that mean like mafia? Anyway. Yeah, he's running. He's not going to win. Nobody vote for him. But he's not going to win. Like, oh, my God. Remember when we recorded the pod that time and then there was a hung parliament and we were like, oh, we're going to know. By the time this pod goes out, we'll know. Oh. And it was you and I and Katie, early days. Yeah. And we didn't know for like two weeks. We were on the eve of an election, we a federal tomorrow. election. And friends of the pod, Paul and Sarah, are landing in Australia to do the Neighbours tour. I said, what date are you coming? And they said, 21st of May. And I'm like, oh, there's a federal election that day. Democracy sausage. Like, you guys better go out and get a sausage and bread. Because yeah. there's people going to be voting all around you. But I am quite anxious because, let's put it this way, it's like America getting prepared to vote again after a few years of Trump. You know, like it's been a time. The man who would not piss on the country when it was on fire could possibly still be the Prime Minister next week. And I'm not okay with that. And coupled with all the neighbours I just watched and getting gas can in my letterbox, it's just been a bit of a week. <laughs> yeah, that is Trump. It's, speaking of Brent Bowman giving a content warning, there should be a content warning for Damien Richardson in your letterbox. It, there really should. At least put an envelope, not just a naked leaflet. Yeah, there's children that could see that face. I mean, you've already killed the trees. I'm sure. It's terrible. Ugh, anyway. Maybe by the time this podcast goes to air, we have – Something different going on in this country and that would be exciting. Three years, four years ago, we were at the podcast awards. Oh. For the election, remember? Yes. Was it, was it four years ago, three years ago? Three? I don't, I can't remember I what happened no to the time. elections. Yeah. I don't understand. So, Neighbours Council Business. Sweetie, it's just business. Neighbours has not received any nominations for the 2022 Logie Awards, which is disappointing. Yep. Uh, hopefully they will arrange a tribute to the show on the night. Um, oh, okay. Other Neighbours Council business. Neighbours Council business. You know last time we chatted, Jason and Kylie had announced they were coming back, yeah. right? Yeah. A couple of days after that, Neighbours put out 
floodgates. An ill-advised press release, I thought. Would they announce like 30 other returnees? Yeah. Firstly, that Jason and Kylie news drop did so much work for you. You did not have to lift a finger for weeks after that. Like, do Um, not. Amazing. Whoever came up with the way they did that. Perfect. Yeah. The press release they put out a few days later that listed like 30 names that were coming back was just a bit of a letdown. Not that I don't want to see those lovely people coming back because I do. I'm happy for it. But at the stage in my viewing journey, a lot of those people hadn't left my screen yet. So I was looking at a list of names that were on the credits. Oh, what, like Ben Hall? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's it's an interesting pivot because when you leave Neighbours as a character, you never come back. It doesn't matter if your mum dies or like – you know, your big sister has a baby. Yeah. You don't come back. No, no. no. And if you do come back, it's at a weird other random time. Oh, yeah. It's because your socks were in the dryer. Yeah. Like there's or, or nothing like, else. It, um, Harold's is getting a new special. You want to taste it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like there's a local teacher that wants to be a principal and has recently gassed the school. So you'll come <laughs> be their lawyer. Yeah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I'm always happy to see yeah. those people back, but always it's very strange yeah. considering what events they didn't come yeah, back Yeah, like for. your sister is on the run because her boyfriend's going to go to jail. Maybe come back and have a chat to her. It's not an interesting time. You should <laughs> stay working for the Wrestling Foundation. <laughs> anyway, so I find I want to know how are they going to explain Coxie and Ben Hall coming back three months later? Just don't put those ones on the press release, I think, I feel. Yeah. Like it just didn't juice up the press release the way I thought. And even so one of the names was Olympia Valance, which again, lovely. Great to have Paige back. We love Paige. But like I don't even think that. I, I did even... notice that Gary Canning's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> He's just um, across the road on the footpath. Again, love, like, love to have Olympia back, but I didn't think that was press release worthy. Well, I think it's part of the deal. Because you don't want to be someone who's coming back who's not worthy of a press release. You're not coming back. I just don't think they needed to be. Don't. I didn't think that needed to be a press release at all. Yeah, splice in a story every few days. Yeah, really lengthen that out. There was thirty people. They could have done like Instagram stories for weeks. It just didn't make the splash that no, Jason Kylie did. Helen Daniels coming back from the dead couldn't have couldn't have beaten that. (laughs) Like. No one could have. So, like, I know everyone's working really hard, but, like, maybe just we didn't need that list. Because, like, that would have been a nice run of surprises. Do you go, oh, there's people that left two months ago are back cute. You know what I hate at work? When people who don't do my job tell me how to do it. Oh, that's literally this podcast for seven years. I was about to say that. (laughs) That, That's what I do in this podcast. But also what I do is digital marketing. So I feel like I'm allowed to have a say about this, right? Because that's what they were doing. They might think it's PR, but they're only putting it on the internet. So it's digital marketing. Now, there is this death trailer business. Gold Coffin. That's really, wow. That's, wow. How could that be anyone other than Paul? Anyway, so. um, God. I mean. Donna Friedman. Unless it's Paul buying the coffin for someone and then oh. shelling out for a gold. God, it's just bad in whichever way you slice she it, isn't it? She just got off that ledge. Oh, dear. Because the only person he'd buy that coffin for is to raise. Oh, God. It didn't look short. <laughs> it looked like a normal-sized coffin. Yep, yep. Yeah. But so they've got other things on the ad where they're like, who's coming back? And they put like Guy Pierce and Donna Friedman. And I know I'm mixing up names and yeah. characters here, but – and Margot yeah. and someone else, I can't remember, but like big names. 
And they put them up as the who's coming back. As in like a mystery, like a guessing game. Oh, my God. That's like. <laughs> but isn't it like a bit inappropriate to put them up there if they're not coming? Yes. Commercial radio stations do this every few years where they're going to announce a new breakfast team. One of the stations did it a few years back and another one breakfast team did it recently where they go, who's going to be our new team? And they float all these names and you hear them and go, oh, that would be quite fun. Like they list, you know, this comedian or this the celebrity chef and you go, oh, that'd be a fun duo or trio. And then they announce the real person. And you're like, oh, but I was excited about all those other people you said. I, so you, you should never put a list of guess who games. Yeah. And that, because, that might be great. Like, that might be like great, Margot Robbie. But you get attached to because then the real person isn't as exciting. Well, I feel like putting Margot Robbie up there and Guy Pierce and the third person I can't remember – is like saying the Pope's going to be on breakfast radio. Like it doesn't seem realistic at all. They need to get um, the girl in sex education who plays Maeve. She's a Margot Robbie double. Oh, and they like Malcolm Kennedy, you know. So Malcolm Kennedy's coming back but not Billy and that's why you're upset. This, yeah, because I just don't think Mel is presser worthy. You know, like when Elaine on Seinfeld, are you sponge worthy? Mel Kennedy, you are not press release worthy. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder if he's got a new haircut. He's been a recurring member for years. Like, Mal, we got enough. We got a plenty of doses of Mal. I don't remember one of them. I've got to say that. He, didn't he come and pash on with Jade? Oh, they were years I wasn't watching. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he came and cheated on his wife and then went back home. Oh, cool. Fair enough. Where does he live? Brisbane? England. Oh, England. Yeah. Oh. Who did he marry again? Um, Ryder Mitchell. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her. It was a pity you cheated on her. Yeah, and they've got, but they've got baby Susanna. Oh, did they work it out? Yeah, they've named her their granddaughter after Susan, but psst, I don't think Susan's. She doesn't care. She's not very close with her. She's not. She doesn't want to go <laughs> no, there. She doesn't want to go. She's got a home. It's a long haul flight. Um, she's got MS. That's rough. And people are talking about maybe Susan and Carl leaving in the last episode. Yeah, is, that makes sense. Wasn't that one of your? Yeah, because hopes, they've got yeah. family all over. Well, they've got family. Two states away. It's like you go where your kids are and frequently, if you can't live there, you visit a lot. Yeah. Or vice versa. And yeah. obviously those times are difficult at the moment. Um, yeah, look, I don't want to see them put up names. I don't want to see that. Like, don't give me names. Give me clues, but real ones. Like when they announce, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Like a football player. Perfect a, example. A bachelor. And a, an underwear model and you've got to put the pieces together. A man with a questionable background. <laughs> Didn't know Wayne Carey was doing it. Um, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, a perfect example. I want to see that. I want to see Instagram stories with someone's hand. Yes. I want to yes. see, yeah, that's what I want. Love it. And, and build it up so that I watch episodes live. Event television. Yeah. Which I'm doing a week sick leave before the final episode of <laughs> Is that on purpose? I'm having a surgery. Okay. <laughs> Just good timing. But yeah, I'm going back to work like the day. So the last episode is like on a Monday. Yeah, well, you know, I hate Mondays. That's what Garfield yeah. says. Like yeah. it's shit day. Yeah. But yeah, when you say like earlier you mentioned like time's precious, mm. it just kills me. Like I see some parts of it and I'm just like – I don't want – like, stop. <coughs> stop. Like, there's some things that happened this week and there's some developing storylines with Susan Carl. Like, I don't I don't want that. I want the happy things yes. like we had with Coxie. The happy thing that I – my favourite ceramic pig, I started talking about it a while ago, when they went to have lunch at Clive's house. <gasps> now. What a gem that was. Is that 
his actual home. Jeff's home? I think it might be. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I think that someone from Neighbours rang him up and said, we are sick of giving money to those residents of Pin Oak. <laughs> they have not been grateful and we want to pay for the set of your house. Now, he lives in Eltham type area because he's a councillor there, mm. which is very beautiful. Mm. Like Leafy. Pe- lots of trees all over the joint. And so I wonder if that's his home. Remember they showed that fancy cafe in like Camberwell or something one day? I think they're just... They're grabbing their location budget, yeah. throwing their darts at a wall and wherever it hits, off they go. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, Yarra Rangers. <laughs> Let's Here we do go. It. What a gorgeous house. It was beautiful. It seemed like the kind of thing that is going to drive Carl to like white-collar crime. Well, yeah. But also I loved that it was juxtaposed with some scenes that week of stereotypically hot young cast on the beach in their bikinis. Yeah. And uh, But meanwhile, I was way more invested in the over 40s, yeah. like luncheon. Just I don't know how I feel about that phrase because that's me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm under 40 for mere months. Yeah. What did <laughs> I described that I was on the edge of 40. I'm on the edge. <laughs> that's where 40. you are. <laughs> I did the same joke back then and now I can say it yeah. for the rest of the year. You're, you, you're now that. <sighs> but I was there with them talking about real estate prices, like yeah. investments. I'm like, yes, you guys, let's, I'm, let's chat this out. I'm glad that I'm not at a life phase where I'm going around to houses like that though because I probably would buy a share in a ma- makeup line after that. <laughs> Even though I don't know anything about makeup. Oh, let's get out of the biz. So you're doing business with you. We've touched on a few things. We've got to touch on, we're going to continue our shallow paddle. Mm-hmm. Like Marlene dipping her legs over the edge of the cruise ship. We are just dangling our feet in, in the end of April, 2022. Oh, we left off discussing Riverbend. I'm glad I missed that, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> the most lacklustre holiday destination. After seen. you take Millsy and a bow and arrow <laughs> to kill Gary Canning, you can't ever do... An off-location murder again. It's just Aldi Cola, isn't it? It just hits different. So, and they keep going back there. Like, remember when they went back to Bum Island and it was thrilling? Yeah. They went back to do the clean-up. We were all in a tiz. We couldn't believe why they would do that. (laughs) And we called the episode, like, Return to Bum Island or whatever. But they've gone back to Riverbend, like, four times. I'm like, all right, guys. Oh, God. And you just, petrol's expensive. I mean, I like Kiri to be here, but also, like... Did we have to bring someone home from this place? <laughs> um, first, I want to talk about I Know What David Did Last Summer. Okay. I, I need to preference all of the <laughs> shit canning I've been doing about yeah. the storylines of these new characters and yes. stuff before we go on to what David did last yes. summer because it was awful what he did last summer. I loved it. Um, I know that I'm going to rue these words because I know neighbours – and I know that they will make me do a 386 degree turnaround or however many degrees yeah. one turns around. I think it's 360. You can overshoot it sometimes. So. Yeah, whatever. They'll have me spinning and make me grateful that I ever met these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they will put them in some horrific story. Yeah. That will make me understand why they were there and why I had to learn all about Freya's backstory. Is that, is that, that, is that what you experienced with Freya? It's what I'm going to experience in the future. Okay. Because I don't want to know her backstory. Yeah. But something's going to happen like she's going to kill Paul. Oh. And I'm going to know like this is why she was here. Yeah, yeah. Or she's going to have an affair with him, which will be interesting too. But, <laughs> you know. So we're picking it up from the fact that David made this decision 
you could hardly call it a decision. He was in shock. Yeah. We'll just like quickly recap for those people that um, didn't really need to see another death this year. He arrived at the scene, like walked past his dying husband. Put him in an Uber. Off you go. Go with Amy. She seems very stable. (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes to save a life, which let's be honest, might not have been Mm. savable. And Freya like emotionally blackmails him to not do it. The, yeah, her timing in that. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, she's yeah, she intrigued she, me in that moment. She's a nurse. She's got the extra twenty percent. She knew what she was doing. Yes. Um, but also she's fresh from tragedy. Like she, neither of them was firing on all cylinders. Like no matter, not at all. They weren't in the right frame of mind to be making a decision like that. Yeah, and I just feel like they weren't in their work jackets. No, Do and which is I mean? the, and the decision was, well, we don't have to administer this first aid to this dying murderous man because he's a murderous man and he tried to beat Aaron. So they fumbled and didn't reach for the device, the breathing device. Did David throw it? Yeah, he yeah, flung it. it. Look, come on. Watch some true crime. Listen to um, – was it Yashvi that was doing true crime to us? I, was there a podcast? I don't know. B. B. Yeah. Just – B's was a bit more emotional. But, like, read that Jen woman's book – the woman that wrote about Milsey. Yeah. Um, the Ale- Voice Within or whatever it was called. Yeah, Elise Platt from Sale of the Century. Read yeah. her book. Read some true crime. Don't be throwing things in the bush. No. Are you kidding me, David? And then later the police are like, so what was in your first aid kit? And he's like, I don't know. There was Band-Aids. <laughs> but also, yeah, it's his private vehicle. He doesn't owe anyone the contents of his first aid kit. No, they keep talking about how it was checked. Maybe it was the hospital's car. I mean, it would have been the hospital-issued first aid kit, which is kind of a cool kit. It's like, it reminds me of the kid kits for the Babysitter's Club. Like, he just takes them around with him. Maybe he had the um, work car for the weekend. I just – they weren't on the clock. We know <laughs> someone that does do at-home health care, mm-hmm. don't we? That's right, and he does use the company car. And he has a car. I can tell you what that particular person would say for anyone's life. Oh, of course he would, yeah. yeah. But David didn't. And now he's running from the law. Again, I'm just like, David uh, – Chill, man. Like there are some times where Freya – we'll drop it in. But when Freya's just like, can you just – let's pull it back. Oh, man. Let's just take it down a notch. Like we don't even know this is talking about Gareth. Well, what else could it be about? I don't know. Did you leave the milk out in the staff room or something? I didn't leave the milk out. I let a man die, Freya. Mm-hmm. Get a grip. She... We are in a public hospital. <laughs> there are patients recovering. Like can you care about them? <laughs> Bloody Judy's had her bloody gallbladder out. Damn, bloody one of the doctors is having a whinge in the hallway. And there's several nurses that can't get their shifts straight. If you can't just hold it together, if you know in that moment you're going to be a bloody blathering mess till the end of time, don't – just save him. Just just save him. Just save him. You can do it bad. You, you can fumble. But also she's trying to get on with her life. And develop a relationship with Levi. And David keeps cock-blocking her. <laughs> showing up like, hey, I want to talk about my feelings. And she's like, look, there is a really hot guy. And I just really need to just work this out. Yeah. If David's all like, no one can know. No one's going to know. And we can't. Who's going to know? No one's going to know. Well, then stop saying it loud. <laughs> well, yeah. He is doing that classic neighbours thing where he's like, we killed someone. 
in the same room as like 4,000 people. And Freya's like trying to be a footnote behind him. It's not technically, we didn't, like we just try. He was going to die anyway. Like plus it was a very specific situation. It was very delicate. Shut up. Oh, it is like it is very annoying. Yeah. Like David should have just saved him. If you were going to be such a whinger about it afterwards. Yeah. I say this all in jest. I'm loving it. Like I love oh, yeah. the fact that he's torn up about it. But I just think you're a doctor. You should be able to handle your feelings. If the nurse can work it out, you can work it out. I mean, I think at the end of the day, a nurse and a doctor would know that even if they'd put the breathing stent thing in, he probably wouldn't have lived. That's what they were saying in the moment. Like, what are his chances? And they're not good. And if he had – because he died very quick. It was seconds. Yeah. So I don't think he would – so the other thing that happened when I wasn't watching Neighbours is I watched seven series of Chicago Med. (laughs) So I'm now an expert. Billy's on that, isn't he? No, but yes. Okay. So it's – the Law and Order Dick Wolf person. Yeah. He's got like all these Chicago shows. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know about them. Yeah. Billy's in one of them. So he has crossed over a few times. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah. One day I was just like, I looked over at my television and Billy Kennedy was there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hello. And you know what? That's press release worthy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just really enjoy, I wasn't enjoying Freya because I didn't care about the gangs, mm. but I am enjoying Freya in contrast with David. Yeah. In like a nurse telling a doctor to fucking get it together. Because they're in a fucking hospital. <laughs> but also it is perfect for the kind of like personality d- dynamics that you would see appear because nurses always have it more together. Yes, yeah. they do. And they always know better. They just, on paper, yeah. technically they're not meant to know better. Yeah, they're like street cats. Yeah. Like they know what they're doing. <laughs> I also enjoy that Freya is like soothing to David. Like she had her arm on his shoulder at one point. Like we're going to get through this. I'm going to find the dirty rat that's leaving you nasty notes. Now, who do you think it is? Junkie Erin. <laughs> because oh. she used to leave letters for Sonia in the oh. letterboxes in the red envelopes. Is she dead? I don't even remember. No, I think she strained her life out. Oh, did she? Maybe just in time to come back and ruin David's life. <laughs> so um, the current theory is whoever was there was watching this happen. Oh, that's creepy. Because... They planted the – what is that device is called? It's I don't like know a breathing it, stent. I've no idea. Yeah, it looks like a puffer. But they planted it. It's got to be someone with access to a printer because it's yeah. printed or they've got a stamp made. I thought it was a stamp. It looked like a stamp, yeah. Yeah. Or like they line up the alphabet letters. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it's Kiri. What? Yeah, I reckon it's Kiri. What? It's Explosive. That's the only one that makes sense. That was around. What if it was that little Bobby, that little helper that Kiri hired that wants a job from her now? That guy that was like, where's Bobby? He's meant to help me carry the bags. And oh, he's... I've, I've missed Bobby. No, to be a lot of, yeah, it's w- valid. But um, That's wow. Oh, my God, that's that... creepy that someone was there. But also, why didn't they help then, asshole? Like, yeah. what are you being judgy Come for? Come over and put the <laughs> – like, but also, like, did you literally watch this guy beat Aaron to a pulp and did nothing? <laughs> yeah. Those in glass houses, letter writer. Um, it's on like a yellow legal pad. Yeah, legal pad. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's Al Woods. <laughs> but also it's kind of imitation. Yeah. Like you can buy that at an office. Where yeah. So I, bought it, I yeah. knew a writer. He worked overseas for a while and came back and suddenly he could only write on yellow legal pads. Yeah, I did it for a little bit when I was doing yeah. some but degree. But you, yeah. you can't get those ones here. Like because I bought one when I was in America once because I wanted to feel... American. And you can't get them here. They're like flimsy office works ones. Yeah. But for quite some time I wrote on them and yeah. it felt really good. Probably yeah. with a fountain pen. 
like an idiot. Yeah. Um, I had a fountain pen for a while when I was on exchange in France oh. and all the kids there were wrote with fountain pens and I came back and just was always leaking ink on all my stuff. Oh, spot on. Yeah. Yeah, that's spot on. So they're running from the law. Freya's just really trying to get David to dial it down. And <laughs> it's, um, the best. it's actually the best. Oh, it's awesome. It's like if you're going to do crimes, it, it, it has notes of um, Nicolette and Baudry. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't grapple with the fact that I stole from a dying man. Nicolette's like, well, we've fucking spent the money, so call your jets. <laughs> and we made an arrangement. You can't go back on that. Yeah. If you know, I know, me, I know I would go to water if I made a decision like that. I'd be tearing my hair out physically because I do have a condition that I tear my hair out when I'm stressed, <laughs> or eyebrows and stuff. I would not cope. I would be David. I know that about me. David should know that about himself. Don't do questionable things if you're going to freak out about it. And I also feel, well, two things. I feel that, like I was saying before, that a doctor and a nurse would most likely know that they didn't really do anything wrong because he he died. Like, it was four seconds. If he was so cut up about seeing his husband almost die – yeah. He could be like his hands would have been shaking opening the first aid kit. He yeah, could I couldn't. S- I couldn't get. It happened on Chicago Med a lot, <laughs> but they couldn't get it down. And yes. you know, like, oh, it's precarious. Yeah, so they could have just said, "I tried." Like, and I'm, he died. I'm before sure I the could. coroner. The coroner probably saw through this police statements, and she was like, "You know what? We'll just let it go. We'll just yeah, let's let this one through to the keeper, guys." Yeah, and this guy's you're doing like your best. Shit, shit back. You. It was your boyfriend. He suddenly turned on you and then he was your husband. Like, guys, let's just take a few days. You're no, fine. No legal force is going to go out after this, no. pet. And that's why I was very pl- pleasantly surprised with Aaron's reaction when he finally – he's back at home on the mend. He's finally like, David, you are weirding me out what's going on. And he finds the letters mm. from – I know what you did last summer. Why is he putting them in his bag? Burn well, them, David. It's, you know, like when you collect receipts and you know I'm not going to file this, but you just put it in your handbag anyway. <laughs> what I don't understand, <laughs> what I don't understand is if I got these notes, I would call up the coroner who had just approved my murdering mm-hmm. and said, look, I'm actually getting terrifying mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I didn't kill this person yes, yes, yes. because you've, you've just you confirmed so, that. Yeah. And can you help me now? Yeah. Because somebody's out to get me. And I think it's this ex-girlfriend, yeah. this, sorry, previous yeah. girlfriend, the blonde woman. Mm. I think it's her and she broke into mm. Freya's house and stole her laptop. And Freya was Googling guilt and trauma related literature. But also you could very reasonably have guilt without doing anything wrong. Yeah, I, on the daily. All the time. Just for whatever. <laughs> But also her computer would have been – oh, no, she, she had the password. It was like a Gareth password. <laughs> um, Kate's not here, so we she would want us to cue the yeah. saddest speech at this point. <laughs> the saddest bitch in Aaron's bruh just wants to love and be loved in return. If you're still using Gareth and your password <laughs> and you didn't come home and change that immediately <laughs> – yeah, what? first order of business, yeah. get yourself checked out. Second order of business, change your boyfriend's password. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love how Aaron was like, I am supporting you through this. We are going to figure it out. Yeah. I don't care if you were a manslaughterer. 
we got it. We got this. And he initially was like, why didn't you tell me? And Dave was like, because like, you, you, I thought you were going to die. Yeah. And you were in the reasonable. middle of not dying while it was happening. Yeah. Sidebar, CJ, how would you describe my outfit this evening? Um, you are dressed as a stagehand at Neighbours. It reminded me of like when Roxy tried to break into Freya's apartment and just was in all black. Yes. I you know, shuffle into a window yeah. on your way out. Throughout the whole pandemic, I didn't rock up in a tracksuit, but I think tonight I've rocked up into the closest thing to a tracksuit I own, yes. which is a hand-me-down Neighbours um, 20 years cast and crew jumper. What are, you, are they on for the last 37? Yeah. Is that jumper 17 years old? Must be. It's held up. My friend, my friend Casey gave it to me. She did a clean out. 1985 you know, to 2005. Yeah. I'm unsure whether I've ever shared this on the podcast, mm. but I've been in Richmond a lot lately. Mm. And the street that you and I both would have gone to when we interviewed um, at Neighbours. Because well, it's right near... Is Goodwood. Yes. Which is the prison. Goodwood Prison. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've driven past it like four times in the last week. What a great Easter egg. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Goodwood Prison. Yeah. Do you know who's in that building now? Melbourne IVF. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. There was a dark day for one of the IVF departments, wasn't there? I certainly hope that they have got their freezers on at Melbourne IVF. Good grief. That's a tease. Okay. I love – I know what David did last summer. We have to move on from it. Kiri. We have Kiri. Wonderful to have Kiri. She's got herself. She was the the manager at the in-house manager at Riverbend mm. running this school camp for her parents. And, and, and for, for local streets of people to come and have a getaway. And she had some hot moments with Nicolette at Riverbend. Yeah. Looked like they might become a thing. And they did briefly and then she came back and Glenn's like she's – Gave someone the wrong baby. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is too much for me and I'm out. But I would like to work at that winery because I am an events manager. I, I organised kayaking and orienteering. And I'd like to do gin now. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and it's dried up because of the, the, de- the deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, it's like, yeah. um, like, do you reckon Pierce's Island is still – what are they going to do with that? Is Did that ever come bounce back from – I reckon they probably sold that. Yeah. There's probably like – a wealthy group of people that all did lockdown there. <laughs> Just went there, you know. <laughs> had their groceries ferried across. Oh, what a wonderful time they would have had. Ellie could have bought it over in a baby bassinet. <laughs> oh, capsule. So she's come out. Ellie's coming back, P.S. Yeah. Speaking of coming out. Yeah. Uh, do we know if Dry Toast is coming? Was he on the- <laughs> Wet toast? They may as well have put him on that bloody <laughs> press release. I swear to God. I wouldn't know because I can't remember his name. Like, I know it's Sean, but I can't yeah, remember no. his actor name. So, um, she has come back. So, she came and she dated Nicolette for a little bit. She like, But it didn't work out. No. Because of Glenn. Yeah, because of Glenn. Because he's secretly Kiri's father and he's only told her age. But also he's a Robinson. And, and someone he's behaving on, like Paul. Someone on our Facebook group, Neighbours Council, posted all the times that um, one of Teraja's love interests has found out he was a, a, had a secret child. It was like five times. It's just, it's and, just run of and, the mill. And the person who posted forgot to put Paul. So then like it was like four or five people without even Paul. And then, oh. then they're like, oh, yeah, Paul. So it's like Gary, Paul. <gasps> Gary, I forgot. Yeah, had Zan- yeah. didn't yeah. know about Xanthi. He didn't know about Xanthi. No. God, that's a miss, isn't it? She was the best one in that family. And just, just finding out about her. 
Anyway, all these other people that are affiliated with Therese found out they had sudden they had love children, and so she just was like, "Okay, cool. Also, what else you got for me on board?" And also, she's like, she lost a child. So imagine like just being with people that just get bonus children <sighs> all the time. Rub it in. Something that did warrant a press release that came out this week is that Therese's mum's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stop presses. You're right. Yeah. I am thrilled. I just got goosebumps. I have wanted the Greek branches of that family tree to descend on this cul-de-sac. Yeah, and turn so into tzatziki. Just, I need it. She's coming. <sighs> and did you read that she's like a force of nature in of that course. press release? I didn't didn't because I didn't need to because she can't be anything but a force of nature. I can't wait to meet the matriarch of the family that made Therese oh. and her evil brother. And Imogen's grandma, <gasps> Piper's grandma. Where do you reckon she lives? Like Darwin? Don't know. No, because Therese travelled around because of the hotel business. Oh. So I don't know. WA maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm keen I'm keen to like see that's a backstory yes. that I want. Definitely. Yeah. So okay. Kiri gets anyway. this job at, at Leo's winery. <laughs> but to, we've got Kiri's backstory. <laughs> and she is gonna carpool with her dad that she doesn't know is her dad. And the, he's got the tattoo. <laughs> the ankle tat that was revealed. Yeah. Another thing that happened in this was um, John Wong was on set. Glenn mentions to him, are you going to keep it confidential about my daughter or something? Oh. And when you say this week, you mean our this week. Uh, yeah. The time is I fluid. Yeah. He was in the cafe with Paul. But, yeah, so like that was the information that oh. was, he was trying to keep in like the – I have a secret daughter. Yeah, in those documents. Remember yes. when Ch- Therese flung herself and over the, the, And the one page that said, P.S. Yeah. Pierce has got a kid, her name's Kiri. If you don't want to know the story, go listen to that song by heart. Um, which, by the way. And her middle name means moon. <laughs> I played that song, our play out song for the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is make love to you by heart. And I was like, this is a banger. I love heart. I'm going to buy this and put it on my phone because I still buy songs that I like on Apple. Interesting. And. Because it starts with A, my phone and car do this weird glitchy thing where whatever, I don't know what this setting is, but whenever I get in the car and plug my phone in, it immediately starts playing my songs. It starts playing from the beginning of the A's, the letter A's. And so for ages, I had J-Lo's Ain't Your Mama, (laughs) which is a bop. Have a listen to it. Then I got so sick of that because I became a mama. I'm like, I am someone's mama. I was about to say, you don't sing that to baby car. I then swapped it for All You Had To Do Was Stay, Taylor Swift. And then I downloaded All I Want To Do Is Make Love To You. And now every single time I get in my car, bang, it was a lonely night. (laughs) Every single time my son's in the car, all I want to do is make I can't turn it off because it's so great. So now I have to think of another cool catchy A song that precedes All I Want To Do In The Alphabet. I got my son when he was about your son's age into the Beaches soundtrack. Oh my I God. recommend. <laughs> oh, God, that song makes me cry. Um, do but, you know, I opened up Amazon Music today mm. and it said like your album and I don't listen to music and so I was interested to see like how does the Amazon algorithm decide yeah. like what I'll like? Children's music. First song, Natalie Umbrella, Torn. Done. And I'm like, thank you, Amazon, yeah. Jeff Bezos. You are right. <laughs> You don't always get it right, but this time you got it right. But yeah. That was a little interview, interlude. Kiri, that's the story of Kiri. She is now rooming in with Chloe and Freya and Mackenzie. Yep. Which now, I, have you and Kate come up with a name for this house? 
No, because we literally only – I watched it the other day. So, and Kate only just caught up to all the episodes too. So. It's like the House of Skirt or something. Well, I think it's still got to be the Brendan because of Chloe's – the matriarch of that household. Mm-hmm. But I found it intriguing that this – she's extremely wealthy. She's got to be a millionaire. She's a millionaire divorcee mm. who owns this property mm. in Nunawading and Vermont <laughs> South and she – has two lovely young lasses as housemates. And then one day they said, hey, what are we going to do with the spare room? We're just using it to hang our clothes to dry. And if I were a millionaire divorcee, I would say we keep it as a spare room to put our crap in. Yeah, or like maybe one day my brothers might come to stay. (laughs) Because, yeah, as a person with a lot of money, I would like to buy crap with it and that it needs to go somewhere. Yeah, I've got lots of crap to buy. <laughs> I, I worry about her yeah. and her mental health. Yeah. And I think that she's just filling her life with things so she doesn't have to think. Or people. But things, mm. people, yeah. Drama, whatever it is. So she sees Kiri and is like, well, she can live in the spare room. Yeah, but things are developing there. <gasps> they have a spark, which I do love this. A lot of my knowledge of the lesbian community comes from friend of the pod, Beck Shaw, Brockles Niche. Mm-hmm. She will be the first to say that. It's an extremely interconnected world in the feminine queer space. It is very on brand to have an ex of one gal move into the same street into the ex-girlfriend's house of the previous. Like it's all, it just seems, it's, it rings very true. Yeah, and like it's it's completely reasonable that the ex is co-parenting with the brothers. Yeah, and yeah it's completely it reasonable. All made, okay. That all made 100% sense. Don't mind Kiri and Chloe. That's one yeah, of the reasons yes. I'm into Kiri being around. I love them. I also love at any time Nicolette is off the rails. Like, oh, yeah. Because she does some fun stuff that's unpredictable. She just, I don't know what she's going to do. She, you know, she, she could steal a baby. She could steal a baby. She could, who knows what. She could get a moon tattoo. Or she could take, didn't she also grab the diamond necklace and yep. plant it into the snake, sneak into your hotel room, plant it into your mistress's yeah, luggage? Yeah, she said, through trauma, I'm going to give you truths. <laughs> Google that, Freya. <laughs> They're fun. Oh, yeah. Extra 20%. She's a nurse. Kiri? No. Nicolette. Nicolette. She's got yes. an extra 20%. Nicolette and Freya, as much as I hated that any new woman that comes to the show has to be a nurse instead of a doctor, yeah. Nicolette and Freya were wonderful casting choices as nurses. <sighs> Xanthi was a doctor, but off screen. Well, she's probably nearly graduating. And do you think that university is still credited? I I feel like maybe Erin's Hospital IVF clinic could use yeah some Bad new days. stuff. Oh. Um, so should we should we go there? Yeah, let's go there. Because yes, um, because the only other things I wanted to touch on was ah okay Harlow's in London. Oh great! Well, went to London, came back. Now that was almost quicker than Aaron's trip to France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful sets I thought they chose. Like apart from she did the um, Where's Willow tour of London. She yep. did all the sites. Her aunt, I liked the rapport with her and her auntie. Yeah. Auntie Harriet that wanted to steal her diary. And I like, you know, like things aren't going well and she was, yeah, it was an interesting story. Yeah. that oh, Look, I, I boned the, there's a lot of contention of whether or not he's actually Harlow's family, but whatever. I boned the um, big brother style figure that I was living with and developed feelings and now I'm in London. And Do you know what would have been nice? What? If Paul had gone with her instead of going on that train. Plus he could have just bagged out Ned the whole time and it would have been fun. Yeah, and he probably would have slept with the aunt really. Have you ever taken a train to Queensland? No. 
How do you think Paul... I wouldn't take a train to the city. <laughs> How do you think Paul would have fared on that journey? Oh, awful. Like I'm having trouble sitting on this couch for a while. Um, I actually went on a bus to Sydney with a whole lot of other Essendon fans. Yeah. And that was... It was the trip from hell. Oh, God. Um, we also lost the game. Oh, no. And then had to go back in the bus for however many oh. hours it takes to get seven. Oh. Yeah. All night. Depends how many um, servo stops you do for questionable Bain-Marie food. Oh, yeah. It was only only two. I think it was yeah. like an eight-hour drive. So, I don't imagine Paul – he could have gone on first class. It feels safer to have gone on first class to London, to be honest. He just wasn't allowed to fly. But also, when does Paul – Follow the rules. When does he? He's a hard edge. He would have just gotten a private jet. Yeah, he probably actually. You know what? He probably did. He would have pulled up at the station because they didn't tell him. They just gave him the train ticket. Said, "See ya." Yeah. He would have gone. Okay, thanks. Pulls up at Southern Cross Station. Goes. Okay, I'm getting in a cab to Essendon Airport, and I'm getting a private plane to the Gold Coast. (laughs) You Brisbane. Know, you know what he could have done is, you know, like in America how like Whoopi Goldberg has like a tour bus? Sure, yeah. Recently those people that watch the Kardashians will know that Courtney and Travis like to just get about in Travis's tour bus. <laughs> um, they go to IVS IVF appointments in the tour bus, <clears throat> which is weird. Why didn't Paul like get a tour bus and just like, mm. you know, Hang out in the back because no, they took that power away from him and they made the decision yeah. for him, Leo and David and whatever. Yeah, it's very odd to her. But it, so she goes to London, and one of the key points is that she meets a guy who's a bit weird. <gasps> yes, Lawrence Boxall. Right. So who Cor- is this person? Corey. Why do you know? So I worked on a production that he was on. Oh, um, talking about your generation. Oh, the reboot comedy panel show. They so, have three panellists, three yep. teams. In the previous incarnation, they had Baby Boomers, Gen X and Gen Y. And like Josh Thomas was Gen Y at the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this time, this got rebooted and they had Gen X, Gen Y and Gen Z. And who else from Neighbours fame did you see there? Wait for it. Wait for it. He taught us Morgan, how to use phone. Morgan yep. Baker, Callum. He was on the Gen Z team. With Lawrence Boxall. Lawrence was the team captain of Gen Z. Yeah. And is Lawrence from the UK? Yes. Oh, he was okay. born there. He's about a, to say he did a really good accent. Yeah. But he's, an, but he's an Aussie actor. So he wasn't a comedian per se. But he... Unassuming. Yeah. But he had like Andy Lee and Gen Y and stuff. But anyway, yeah. it was funny because he seemed a lot more grown up. It's been a few years. So he seemed a bit older. And I totally bought him as this whatever IT guy, this weedy IT guy. He's spooky and <laughs> they hang out. But, you know, like Harlow finds some solace in him because he – look, he just wants to talk about her and like help her and it's just all about her, yes. right? So Harlow and, was into that. And she's wearing a lot of sundresses and sometimes she would change into the sundress from the day before and wear it to lunch and then change back into another sundress and wear it to dinner. There was just – I don't know if it was just like when you're travelling and you panic pack and you don't know what – you're wearing and she changed her outfits a lot. And I know it's continuity. Are you saying she packed like 18 dresses and had yeah. to wear them all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she goes and she has this situation which like all seems pointless at the time mm. that you're watching it. Yeah. But she goes home and things yeah. are firstly very awkward with her stepbrother that she recently porked. But then this chap just shows up. Not only just shows up, not like a Facebook post saying, I'm in Melbs, yeah. but like walks into your local cafe. Yeah. Which 
your stepbrother that you just had sex with is there. And the manager of as well. Yeah. Anyway, put a pin in that. We'll talk about that more next time. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a scene I did want to shout out. Ben Hall almost drew me back in. You know, once, did he? I, once, one? I, once I think I'm out, they pull me back in. When they were at the party that we're about to discuss and Harlow's cracking it, she's like, what did you tell Kyle for? If I'd known you, we could tell people, I would have told Roxy so I would have been able to resolve, like talk about my feelings about you with someone rather than go to London and figure it out. And he's like, well, how do you feel about me? And I was like, oh, my God, it reminded me of when he was saying romantic things to Kate, to um, Lauren. Anyway, oh, it okay. took me back to that. <laughs> no, I meant like, did he say romantic things to you? And I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. Um, yeah, so he is killing me this week with his policing of Amy's behaviour. <laughs> You're irresponsible. You need to go and work in your smoothie van. How dare he? <laughs> She's like, I want to be a designer. And also, so he had to go and do a pitch to do like some light show or something because that's now his thing or yeah, something. He's, he's, he can do any kind of art. He does art. He attended that meeting in shorts. <laughs> I was affronted. <laughs> and I'm wearing a neighbour's crew jacket and black that's lounge pants. Years old, yeah. But really has stood the test of time. Yeah, really. Yeah. I don't think Casey wore this no, ever. <laughs> she was a very stylish lass. Yeah. When they brought the meeting forward, because Montana Cox, Montana Cox, that's who the real person is, Montana Marcel, yep. Tamman Zersok, Hannah Montana has brought the meeting forward to keep people on their toes. And yeah, Amy, she likes it. but Amy rushes in, she's dressed to the nines, she's put together. Ned's like stumbled out of bed. Oh, he's wearing. Going to the kitchen, <laughs> pours himself a cup of ambition, but doesn't drink it and just rolls in in whatever the hell. He's like wearing some of Levi's like off duty clothes. Like, I don't understand. He doesn't look like an artist at all. She should have dismissed him the way she dismissed Toadie who was there asking for legal – because Mackenzie was fangirling and wanted – as a business mentor, she wanted to be part of it and so she sent Toadie to pitch himself as a lawyer and then – And I understand that you are looking for some new legal counsel. You know, if I was looking for representation, I wouldn't choose some suburban – Ambulance chaser with a crinkled shirt and an unpleasant tie, trying his luck at the local pub. Why is a toadfish? Why? Anyway. Why? Do I look like somebody who needs a toadfish for a lawyer, she says? I just really felt for Amy. Yeah. Because she bought this van so that she could decide when she wants to work. Mm. And Amy is doing nothing but behaving like Amy. Mm. And Ben Hall slash Ned <laughs> needs to just calm down. <laughs> He's the one with emotional problems because he had sex with his stepbrother, yeah. aunt, sister, whatever she is. Housemate at the very least. Uh, um, well, um, no. She, I don't even think – is she even 20 yet? When did she finish school? Teenage housemate. Last, she, yeah. she was in school like when the pandemic started, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Like his last girlfriend. Anyway, mm-hmm. all that to say, Amy wants to design for Tamman Sursock. Now, she's entered some sort of like local talent competition which you have to pay $15,000 to be. Yeah, what a rort. Like every yeah. year when there's the podcast awards, there's a bit of oh, yeah. scuttlebutt in various Facebook groups about should you pay for awards entries and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, you've got to pay something. How do they put the event on? But then also you can just pay people, companies that have a lot of money can just pay for all of their talent to enter all the categories. But anyway, none of those categories cost $15,000. <laughs> No, $15,000. So she contemplates selling the van. Yeah. Also, she doesn't care. But if you're going to sell something, don't put a sign up in a cul-de-sac. No. 
Not when all of the people that live there have other jobs. Like our friend Kat who's trying to get rid of her child's old swing and she puts it at the front of her house in a cul-de-sac. And I'm like, hun, do you want to bring that to my house? I'm on a main road. <laughs> anyway. But also I'm worried about her show and like how terrible it will be. <laughs> also um, Montana said, oh, your stuff's a bit grungy. Does that mean she stole her daughter's designs? I don't know. And I don't know how much how good Zara's meant to be. Well, she whipped up that dress for Mackenzie, remember, for the ill-fated event? But she didn't sketch it first. That's a good point. She's just more of a hands-on gal. Yeah, maybe maybe she's a good – like, she should go on Project Runway. Yeah, tactile. Okay, Montana Cox – Hannah Montana wants to do Leo all the time and whatever. Oh, yeah, and she's, like, aggressive about it. Yeah. This has been made a crime. It's like coercion. I also, sidebar, was disappointed that we didn't get Aussie Tamman Sersok back. Yeah. I know she's had a career in America and she can do the accent. She was um, Jenna in Pretty Little Liars and there was like a nod to Jenna with the black sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, but she she does do a very good accent. But I miss Danny Sutherland Tamman. I wanted to hear Tamman. I think we've got a lot of successful designers in Australia. There's no reason why she couldn't have been an intimidating. She could have been like the Sass and Bide girl. Yeah, or whatever. totally. Yep. Yeah, I just wish we could have had Aussie, Aussie Montana. That is had international success. Yeah, Montmorency. Yep, fair enough. Marcel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could have got Donna Friedman back. Speaking of, okay, well, there's people leaving. Let's talk about Coxie to round it (gasps) off. Yes. I was in the pits of despair. Yeah, it was pretty sad. They were trying to have a baby. Roxy was calling everyone over so she could do a pregnancy test with everybody. Yeah. Now that, I mean, I, I was very worried for her. It's an extremely unwise choice to do that. Yeah. It's not like having a kinder surprise. Everyone gather around. What am I going to get? No. <laughs> what sort of toy is it going to be? And I, we've both done our fair share of pregnancy tests in the journeys of the nabubs. Yep. And so has Kate. It's a very stressful moment. And it's personal. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that Roxy just is trying to involve her local neighbours. <laughs> no, but she's trying to involve the people she loves and that's and that's it's lovely. She has a heart of gold. And she has her own way of expressing herself. Yeah, and the reason that she's so keen to do it this way is that she is sure she's pregnant. And this is interesting too because I reckon most of the time that I did a pregnancy test when I wasn't pregnant, I could have sworn I was pregnant because yeah. a lot of the symptoms for – About to get your period. Yeah. They, they're the same for when you've been implanted, mm. like <laughs> an egg. So you're like, oh, I've got a headache. Oh, I, f- I feel I've got cramps. Oh, I'm moody. Oh, guess what? That's just you. Yeah. In fact, getting pregnant, you're more likely to miss it because you don't have those – Symptoms as well. You're hyper aware of everything. Yeah. So if, you, if you're bloated from lunch, you're like, why do I feel like this? What's this? What's that? So I did understand reading into all the symptoms. It's great that she's so hopeful. Also, um, Kyle did IVF with Georgia, didn't he? I think. Well, they tried to have a baby. She miscarried and then decided it was the pain was too much and she didn't want to ever go through it again, which fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. And then, like, she realised she also didn't really like her. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, But I sort of feel like with his lived experience and he's got, like, a limited number of sperm because he's frozen Mm. 
before his surgery. <laughs> and then what happened? And then <laughs> she does the test and it's negative. It's negative. Bursts into tears. She's very upset. And David, as a carer, he's like, now, now's my moment. Be a doctor. I'm going to step in. <laughs> now, I've already almost left your husband to die from choking on an olive. Yeah. But I'll, I- I'll save myself now by yep. calling the IVF clinic to get you some counselling, I Which think. Which has got to be Erin's for IVF clinic. It's got to be on one of the floors of that building. I tell you what, it's not at Eden Hills. No. No. What a dark day. And he's then forced to walk back in the room <laughs> and give the news that <laughs> there's been an accident. I wonder if David is having any luck in the IVF consult, eh? Sooner the better. What's wrong? There was an accident at the clinic. Well, what sort of accident? Kyle, all your sperm was destroyed. Wow, that was... All of your potential children have defrosted and gone off. That's astounding. My first thought was Izzy must be back in that ward poking around. Oh, yeah. My second thought was shut that whole place down. That was the point where she was. everyone was bawling and I had to turn the TV off. Now, very soon after there's some sort of settlement, by the way. Yeah. And Kyle's given enough money for a house deposit. Yeah. Compensation. Yeah. Do you think that is the amount of compensation you would get in that situation? Or do you think you'd get enough for a freaking house? This No, this was from – it wasn't from that. It was from a previous disaster. Of course. Ramsey Street. Yep. I can't remember what that was. Right. Maybe that one where he was putting all those things in envelopes at Toby's office. <laughs> <laughs> remember when they had a – Yes, it was that. It was, was that. that. Yes. What no. was that? I thought Paul <laughs> Pound <laughs> – Oh, my God. For 37 years we've been having this conversation. Because since then a bloody telegraph pole fell on his wedding. So I'm a bit fuzzy on what he was perturbed about. And he's got cancer. His dad was also killed. And Yeah. that Was it that? Maybe. Maybe it's – No, that because that was Millsy. And also maybe Pierce had to give him some money and be like, I'm sorry that my island facilitated (laughs) this. He's $20,000. Not a cent more. (laughs) I forgot why. (laughs) But he got money and he's going to pay for a house and he's decided that that house is going to be the cannery. The yeah. Canning's house because Arnie Shields, Colette Nan, Gran has had to stay in America with Naomi to help raise Naomi's late boyfriend's kids. Now, I can tell you what. <laughs> that woman would not have sold that house that quickly underneath her grandsons. Not at all. Not at all. She would have... Said, can you stop paying the mortgage? Because I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. Your compensation's due. Can you use that for the mortgage? Yeah. Um, and then I'd like to sell it. Yeah. But like, let me know when you can find something. However, we don't know how good an offer the Rodwells put in. So this is the Sarge, Levi's Sarge, and his lovely wife, Wendy, and their daughter. Oh, yeah. Aubrey or Wodonga. <laughs> yeah. I think the baddest one. No, no, no. That's Aubrey with the grand. The ba- she was the baddest one. Oh, was she? Because she was the one that was manipulating Sadie to do everything. Oh, of course she was. Yeah. It was mainly because her grandmother couldn't hear her. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Should have gone to a mall for the first time in the show's history. Maybe it was actually just PR by malls, you know, to get us all back into the shopping centre. <laughs> um, they are devastated because all of their chances of having children are gone. Roxy's like, we need a fresh start. It was almost unnecessary until I thought we later find out that so, they are very lucky. Yeah, they are very And lucky. so I think we almost had to have this hit of really, really bad luck. 
to make us not feel as dismissive of their good fortune later on. Yeah. So, like most women who were keen to get pregnant, Roxy had in fact taken the test too early. Of course she had. Of course. Of course. And she said she called the doctor. You don't – no, you don't call the doctor. You Google everything. Yes, yeah, it's true. Or, was, you, or you ask Kate. Yeah. She knows. You're like all you do is Google and you go on forums in the two-week wait. During the two-week wait, everyone's like do a test on this day, do a test on that day, do, a, do another one, do another one. And then you also make a TikTok about it using your camera. See, this is modern. You and I didn't go through this. Um, if you put your flash on, you can see a line that like you might not see with the <gasps> naked eye. Oh, my God. And maybe too early. Like Roxy would be on top of All this. over it. Yeah. And she should have said, well, I did it too early. I'm going to try again tomorrow. Mm. By the way, the flash works with the COVID test too. Ooh. <laughs> Great. In the meantime... Everyone's – there's this barbecue. They've had two parties in like two days, Roxy and Kyle. Yeah. I mean, unsurprising. And they had their wedding a few months ago. I know the wedding was ruined. but yeah, had, it was ruined. Most of the party was done. But they did get a new car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Paul's <laughs> <laughs> And some sort of settlement. Is that the car they drove off in? Yep. Okay, good. The Haval. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, and – but like, if if I if these were my real friends, I'd be like, guys, I just came to your thing. Yeah, I don't have the energy for a midday barbecue, midweek barbecue. Oh my god! And this farewell, like, we just came to. I don't know. I can't afford it. I don't even. I don't can't get you any more presents. I can't get my hair done again. Like, I, I don't even know what this one's for. What? I was just at your house. <laughs> Why? <laughs> There's no parking. It's a cul-de-sac. Why are we doing this again? But anyway, everyone's there for barbecue to say, hey, we support you guys, no matter how many yeah. of your sperm errands for hospital has but destroyed. But oddly, just their neighbours. <laughs> yeah. No, no one else. <laughs> it's odd. Oh, except the cop. So he comes because he's interested in the property. Yeah, they're doing a bit of assessment. Bloody weirdos. No, I would come on. As if you and me and Kate have not been to a house just to suss out, suss out the real estate options. We did it on Ramsey Street. Uh, I think you'll find that there was one person that didn't. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it was me and Kate. Yeah. I look from the safety of my home on realestate.com.au. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or domain, which is not Murdoch owned. But, um, yeah, I was happy with them to have a sticky beak. But at that barbecue, there's a big blow up because Roxy's encouraging them to put interest into the house. Yeah, because her mum's come down. Oh, Beth. Yeah, she's come down. Is it Beth? Yeah, oh, sorry, she, Beth Buchanan as Gemma yep. Willis. And she's come down to just like convince her to come, which I sympathise with. Her yeah. daughter's been through a lot. She just wants her to home. She wants to look after her baby. Yeah. yeah, come back up. I mean, Roxy said forever to Kyle, not to Erinsborough. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Roxy should have said that. Yeah, she should have. <laughs> In the meantime, Kyle has flipped his lid. Yeah. This was a horrible fight. Why should I give up the tram? All my family in Frankston. You know, you've been floating around in Roxy land, just only thinking about yourself. But what about what I want? Sometimes you don't always get what you want, Kyle. I wanted to be pregnant and I wanted to start a family here and I'm not getting that, am I? No, Rox, you're not. You know, you're not going to get that anywhere. So if you think moving away is going to make you feel any better about that, then you're dreaming. But also I can sympathise with him. Like, that was the house that he lost his dad in. He wants to stay connected. His I mean, grandmother's left now and, you Technically know. lost his dad on Bum Island, so... I know, I know, but... It, you know, technically I lost my dad at the hospital. It doesn't mean I don't have feelings about that house. But, y- yeah, I mean. Oh, I was just joking about Bum Island. <laughs> and I didn't even have to go through the trauma of, trauma of any men being arrowed to death. <laughs> but I can see both sides and I can sympathise with okay. them. And also Kyle, a lot of this stuff about the not having baby 
it's Kyle that can't have any more babies. Yeah. It's not rock. And he wants to have control over something yeah. and something he can control yeah. is real estate when you've got money. Maybe. I, d- I feel like he doesn't have all that much though. <laughs> well, he doesn't because no. he got gazumped by the Sarge. He did. I understand being so excited. Moving is shit. Everyone hates it. So what an amazing opportunity to go, I can just buy this house and we don't move. Or- awesome. No boxes required. No. <laughs> Forget about it. Le- Levi's happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he gets to stay. <laughs> Poor Levi, he's just being dumped. Roxy, I don't know, she wakes up after the fight. She's very stressed and then she spews in the bushes. Yep. She starts to wonder why she's feeling sick, it's I a, guess. It's a soap opera spew. Yeah. Spew means baby. Yeah. I feel like women that look like Roxy really have a lot of vomit in their pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Their body's like, whoa, way, whoa. <laughs> We're going to get bigger. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> vomit. Where's everything going to go? <laughs> yeah. She does a pregnancy test and it's obviously enough time now that it comes up. It's positive. It's also quite interesting that she then immediately wanted to tell everyone. Um, well, she well she tells Kyle. but he, <laughs> Thank goodness she tells him before everyone. He comes to the house with a card, which I thought was a very sweet gesture, with a staffy puppy on the front. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was like babies are going to be hard for us but staffies are not. If, if he'd gone an extra step and bought a staffy, I really wanted a puppy. I yeah, really wanted to see a yeah. puppy, yeah. Who was it going to hurt? I mean, they're going over to Jeff's house. Why can't we get a puppy actor? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that they resolved that fight very sensibly. Yeah. You know, they both said I said horrible things to you and I didn't mean it and we're emotional. And I also love that Roxy didn't just say, look, I know you've got an apology but, like, I've got some important news. Like, she actually... They actually did all of that apologising. Yes. Yeah, which yeah, it was good. I'm really sorry, Rox. No matter how bad things have gone in the past few months, you're always by my side. I wish I could take back all the things I said. I don't want to be that guy. You don't deserve that guy. I said some pretty mean stuff too. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you too. And she has also said, look, I've given the years to your family. Now I want you to be part of my family up north. And yeah. And the minute he hears the pregnancy news, he's like, well, fuck, we're going to need help. And we are going to Gemma's house. Yeah, to my get grandmother help. has moved to another place. All we've got is Levi. Yeah, all we've got. <laughs> and my kid needs to eat carbs. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like, have you met toddlers? It's toast a lot of the day. So, yeah, and you don't want to um, also live with like a cop that might have like Freyers coming over. Oh, no, no like Freyers. Yeah. No Freyers. No, no. I love how quickly Kyle was on board. Like, yeah. oh, baby, we need help. We're going to Darwin. Yeah. We have said countless times on this podcast that Roxy has been a punching bag for the storylines of Neighbours mm. for the second she's been on the show until now. And to have her get a happy ending mm. – I'm thrilled. That was beautiful. Yeah. And, I, gosh, I felt those goodbyes because clearly we're into the episodes now where the cast knows the show is finishing. Yeah. So them having to say their goodbyes to each other and they're all bawling on screen, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, it's too real, I can't. Mm. And that scene, one of my highlights was the scene between Kyle and Toadie. Mm-hmm. I really am going to miss you and the kids, mate. But the fishing's good up in Darwin, so, you know, you'll have to visit. Maybe we can catch a croc, eh? Yeah, uh, maybe we will. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you too. <laughs> nah, more. And then the hug's not over and they want to keep hugging and I love you, I love you. Oh, it Tony was just. more, 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 more. It was just yeah. beautiful. It men, was. Men it was expressing lovely. their feelings. Yeah, it was lovely. It was like a men's 
International Men's Day episode. <laughs> it was probably was that day. Who knows? And then they get in their car, classic neighbours. Yeah, because they would have to go to Darwin like the next day. Yeah. It's like all – and Roxy looked very glamorous. Is she going to – are they going to drive – that is a long-ass drive. She's wearing wedge heels for a long time. She curled her hair. I think they were like Sonia's heels that got burned. How long – Kate's got – we'll talk geography with Kate next time we see her because yeah. that's what's going on with that road trip. Well, it's a dangerous road trip. Yes. It's a very dangerous one. It's one that you should put the car on a train really and catch a plane. There I is imagine, trains yeah. that do that. But they have a cute little party at the waterhole. Mm. It's just a classic neighbour's send-off. Lo- it's really lovely. Yeah. I liked that it happened at the waterhole, not in a taxi on the street. Like yeah. it was really nice. It was They incorporated the tram and then the little Rebecca kids gave them a toy tram to yeah. take with them. There was something that was a bit weird. Someone started a food fight. Yeah. I'm not sure why we needed it. And that. it was not a very good one because they couldn't – it's not like they could do many takes – so they everyone just put like a salad on someone's head and that was it. Yeah, Mackenzie put like some chopped up. It's like um, a Greek salad that hadn't been dressed. Yeah. <laughs> put the dressing on before you throw it on your boyfriend's like, head. Just, <laughs> come on. He's a chef. He expects better than this. <laughs> put some better on that. And then, of course, tell me what Roxy stole oh, on her exit. It was bliss. It was perfection. The Ramsey Street sign. Of course she did. They look up and it's not there and then Roxy reveals it in her arms. She said, I'm a Ramsey after all. Yeah. And they drive off. Applause. Cue applause. That was wonderful. Yeah. What a I, wonderful moment. I have goosebumps under oh. my. And you know what's great is when they come back, according to the press release, she can bring it back because we can't finish the show without the Ramsey Street sign. Oh, yeah. Maybe Charlene and um, What's-His-Face will just be driving around in circles because they can't find <laughs> the street. <laughs> like, I don't know where. Was this Whitehorse Road? Where are we? Because, like, I go back to where I was a kid Mm. all the time and I don't know any of those places. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. It was glorious. Roxy, we had had our ups and downs with you, but what a ray of sunshine you became. Yeah, and just – I'm actually worried about her coming back because I just Mm. want to only know if they're happy ending. Yeah. I mean, also she's told the whole street that she's pregnant – Four days into the pregnancy. And look, I am all for you do not have to keep it a secret. You do not have to wait because obviously there's lots of risks associated, but you should be free to share those risks with people that you love and have them be part of your journey. But that's real soon, babe. Like (laughs) It's real soon. I think that Roxy is just of the mind that like as long as the baby's in her, everything's going to be fine. Because like it was, it was Kyle's sperm that was yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like now that she's knocked up, nothing could go wrong. She's got this. She's got. Yeah, this. but also she's left Ramsey Street, so conceivably oh, everything will go right. Well, sorry, it's been a bit of a chunky one, but uh, we had we did watch everything two days ago, and our brains have fallen out. Yeah, we have to do citizen or citizen of the week slash of of the end of April. Oh, okay. Um. I'm just – I'm going to go with a final citizen for Roxy. Oh. Um, for be, just being so open and bare with her feelings. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm i going to go citizen of the week, weeks to Freya. Right. Because she knew <laughs> – she's owned what she's done and she doesn't want blabbermouth. Oh, God. Ruining it for everyone. And she's trying to – also, she's trying to do her job in a delicate environment in an overrun ward and she's got her superior falling to pieces around her and she's pulling it all together and going to barbecues at the same time. Yeah, I really think David should like perhaps assess 
like his career, like maybe the ED situation is not for him and he should like maybe do family medicine or something. Or just family counselling or something. Just something maybe a little less pressure. Because look, the women have to keep giving up their jobs on this show. Why can't some of the doctors? Yeah. He could start a pot plant business or something. I don't know. Oh, it's almost like there's one around that yeah. he could <laughs> That's take vacant. over. That's probably not had a person in it for months. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of weeding to do. Thanks, CJ. It's nice to chat to you again. Nice to be back. Now, and see you soon. Next ep, hopefully we'll come around soon because we might work on some guests, some friends of the pod yep. that are travelling that I want to try and pin down. Chat soon. Chat to us on the Neighbours Council. We're around. Where are you, CJ? I'm on CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram on TikTok. I feel like I'm on TikTok the most now. TikTok's so great. Yeah, have you seen that wonderful TikTok when they're like, if you're feeling down today, you can have a bit of my sunshine. Because one day you'll be the sunshine. Have you ever seen that one? No, but I'm going to do that for the rest of the night. Okay, I will, I will send it okay, to you because I just did a bad impression of it. Great. Yeah. Uh, we're Neighbours Pod on TikTok. If Like you'll see what – I don't post much, but you'll see what I like. You can watch, look at my yeah. likes yeah. and you'll get a good mood yeah. happening. Chat to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine.